Hello and welcome to the final ever episode of 35 Minute Movies, a Vin Diesel podcast. This was the podcast where we're going for Vin Diesel's entire filmography and reviewing, ranking and discussing them, just, just in general. I'm Cameron and as always I'm joined by Vin Diesel's number one fan, Oase. How are you today? Good, That'll, that's a sentence we'll be saying for the last time, actually. <laughs> yep, I have, to, I have to think of a new spiel to say at the beginning of every episode, so... <laughs> I know. Disappointing. We're um, not going to get a name as catchy as 35 Vinit Movies. <laughs> that's the... Uh, I think we were, my brother and me were talking about different actors, because I was saying, oh, we're finishing 35 Vinit Movies, we don't have yeah. to do it the next. And he wanted to do The Rock, and he wanted to call it Rock Talk. And I was like, well... I'd be that's it that's that's <laughs> it <is> perfect um, <laughs> perfect I can't sorry think, I, I can't think of any um <laughs> any anything better really than any i can't think of anyone having a better name than that so yeah. it's, it's disappointing i saw not to shout people out but i saw i was following some people on twitter to just because i was going through like people that follow me and that and i saw that someone has a michelle pfeiffer podcast called pfeiffer mm-hmm. fridays and i was like that's nice. not too bad of a name so spelled with know. a p i hope for fridays I hope so. I can't. I can't remember. But it has, has to be. A P, Come on, yeah, has to. for the Fridays. Um, so we were doing things a little bit differently this 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 time. The final ever episode. We're gonna we're gonna actually have a ranking. Uh, we're gonna split this into two halves. We're going to have a best overall movie situation, and then a best Vin Diesel performance. We're gonna go for a top ten. We're gonna do ten to six, quite quite quick. Then we're gonna talk about our five five to one choices. A bit more in depth and discuss with each other why we've chosen those ones, and then we'll yeah. go on. Yeah, so we we'll just do it like that. We'll split it into we're doing overall and then performances. So let's get this show on the road. Always, oh, do you want to tell us what your ten to six are? Yeah. Um, so this is talking about films. Um, some interesting choices there. The the ten to six is a lot of Fast and Furious films. Um, but number 10, I've got Boiler Room, which Vin had a small role in. It's like a sort of crime drama. I liked it more than Cameron, but I'm sort of into those those crime films. So I thought that was really good. Number nine, um, F9, Fitting. Um, I just love that movie. Um, I've seen it twice now. Um, eight is The Fast and the Furious, the original one, um, which is just obviously a classic, started that franchise. Number seven, Furious Seven. I'm realizing these numbers are coinciding. Um, <laughs> and six is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, which is just a fantastic MCU film. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll um run through mine real quick. Um, so number ten for Vin Diesel movies overall, Pitch Black. I, I we were quite snobby on it at the beginning, but the more we <laughs> over the weeks, uh, the more we talked about it. And the other Reddit movies, the more we realised how good we had it at the first. Yeah, the first, 100%. 100%. <laughs> first time round. Um, yeah, great, great contained sort of um, sort of thriller horror situation yeah. going on there. I, I really enjoy it. Number nine, Fast and Furious 9, just come out. It could rise exponentially over the coming years. We never yeah. know. It's, it's a really good flick. Number eight, Strays, Vin Diesel's first ever movie. I mean, it caught us by surprise completely. We had no, no clue it would be that good. Uh, number seven, both the Avengers movies. Um, I mean, on my personal list, they are a lot higher than this, but I felt I felt I kind of wanted to give more spotlight, but also I do think the ones about them are much better, and I, don't, I just want some variety. Uh, number six, Fast Five. Probably the Classic. best Fast and Furious movie. And yeah. 
yeah, I mean, it'll be a toss-up for, for years to come against Fast Five and F9 to see if they can, anyone can track <laughs> that. Let's see if, let's see if um, 10 and 10 and 10. Is it 10 part one and 10 part two? So. I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 and 11, but then Vin recently was like part one and part two. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all great films. Uh, Pitch Black and Strays both just missed my top 10. Um, and like you said, they're ones that we were chatting before this. They're like three, like they're good movies, but just you have so much more appreciation for them. Like when you've sort of gone through the rest of Vin's filmography and, and just, I think, especially with the Riddick franchise, when you've seen the other two, um, we were being sort of very snobby about that first Pitch Black film, I remember. Um, but oh, it's, sure, it's, yeah. it's compared to the second one. and The, the second one is really good, um, but compared to like just where that franchise is gone, you know, it's, it's, it's like a needle in a haystack. It's just so fantastic. Yeah. And For Strays sure. No One Talks About, which is obviously his directorial debut um, right out of the gate, which was great, yeah. That stayed at the top of the list for a long time. That was yeah. that was up there for a long time. It took a long time to knock that off. Um, yeah. So do you want to give us number five then? Tell us what yeah. you're thinking for that. So my number five, you've talked about it already, is Fast Five. Um, it is the best Fast and Furious um, film. I agree with you very much. I just absolutely adore it. I think it's everything you want from the Fast and Furious films. It's got the great melodrama dramatic themes of family it's got the fantastic action it's got the rock um it's at a point where it's it's starting to get silly but it's still taking itself seriously enough to sort of bring it back around and, and make it all work and that finale is just fantastic oh yeah for sure it's it's i i don't have it i think i've even got it up top no i don't for some reason it's sort of, i just slipped out the top five the more i thought about stuff and i have a I don't know. I felt like Shocking. I had a pile off of Fast movies. There's there's like nine Fast and Furious movies that well, yeah. he's in that you can pick from, and you're sort of like, you just you're just so much choice. You know what I mean? And it's there's one of those ones so where you choice, just yeah. some things can't make the cut, and I, I really am confident in my top five. I think. I'm what is your What is your number five? Well, number five. I think this might be a surprise to some, but it really, it really got me when I watched it, and I was I was I was really really pleased with it. I I really like the Chronicles of Riddick, which is the second oh, yeah. Riddick franchise. I mean, you don't get space fantasy like that. You know, I mean, you don't, you no, just don't get don't. it anymore. Uh, the, the the attention to detail in that world, the attention to detail in the characters and just the overall lore of that movie. It just, yeah. it was way deeper than it had any right to be, especially in a sequel to Pitch Black. You know, you go from yeah. this really, really small contained story in Pitch Black, where it's, it's all like a, these, some people crash land on a desert planet and got to try and get, like, get out. Then you've got Riddick. Uh, then you've got Chronicles of Riddick, the next one, where it's like, hey, there's like 600 planets. This race of species have been fighting for years. Shit's been going down for all the time. Riddick's part. Riddick's in like the middle of that, and you're just like, I, I, this is just the most unexpected turn, but it also feels like the the best turn that could have made. I guess you know. It's, yeah. I'm really big fan of that, and like, the visuals I agree, are yeah. spectacular. I think it's. it's I mean, it's it's sort of weird to think it's a sequel to Pitch Black. Um, yeah. And I don't know what went wrong with the third Riddick because that sort of loses the epicness and the sort of scale and the, the world of the sequel. I know fans didn't love the second one, but, and so like they sort of tried to find the middle ground. Um, but do you hope that if we have a fourth Riddick, it'll go back to that? Because I do. I think that's yeah, when it's, for sure. at its best. 
Yeah. I think I think I think they'll they'll readjust the balance again because obviously Hopefully. I do want to see more Pitch Black shine through and I and Riddick felt more of a sequel to Pitch Black than it's a sequel to Chronicles of Riddick. So I would yeah. love to see a good mix of both, but I do have a really massive soft spot for Riddick uh, for Chronicles of Riddick and I think that's the best that franchise is probably ever going to get now. <laughs> um, so, well, because the, yeah. the fourth one's supposed to be Furia. Which makes Suppos- it sound, Supposedly. Yeah, it makes epic, it sound a lot yeah. more like it might be a bit more epic, a bit more, a lot more backstory than, than what we're used to. Maybe we'll get another Riddick game as well. I'd love to have that. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a fan of those. <laughs> uh, so what's your pick for number four? So my number four, you've already talked about it. It's the Avengers film. So we decided that we would um, lump them up as sort of, you know, one, because it, it's essentially one big story. Um, you know, you can have your sort of preference for which of Infinity War and Endgame you like, but really, I don't know anyone that watches them individually. Um, I don't know anyone that says, oh, you know what, I'm going to watch Endgame today, or oh, I'll watch Infinity War today. Usually, if they want to watch Endgame, they'll watch Infinity War first. If they want to watch Infinity War, they'll watch Endgame anyway. Like, you just... I personally have never seen anyone talk about them individually. Um and they're just, I mean, we talked about it in our sort of episode, they're just historic movies in terms of, like, you know, what they mean for, like, cinema and stuff, and especially with all the Disney Plus shows. Just I'm sort of constantly baffled by the way Marvel are doing the whole world-building thing and the way they're sort of doing this whole cinematic universe. Obviously, Vin is a small part of both, um, but we're talking about just the film in general, and I think, I mean, you know, they're just they're just great movies, really. I, I, keeping it sort of Marvel as well. I mean, I have number four. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number yeah, number one. And I mean, you talk about Vin not being a massive, a big part, but um, Guardians, like Guardians of the Galaxy films, I think really do do Groot justice. I think he is a oh, major part. And yeah. I, I do feel that Groot just had to fall to the wayside in those movies because he just, you know, I mean, he just there was not a lot for him to do. I guess but there's also just, so many characters as well. Yeah. It, it's, that's, the, it's, that's the only like big shame but yeah as overall films you can't beat Infinity War and Endgame I guess it's, yeah. it, it, they would be much higher on my list but I did want to have like I said some diversity in the top 5 I guess so um, I just kind of wanted to shuffle things about but I say that <laughs> number 4 is Guardians of the Galaxy for me and that is one of the uh, I, I, I don't know if I just want to tell you my number 3 as well because that is it, it's just a double bill of both Go for together. it, yeah. Let's hear it. It's just four I think and three it is, yeah. one and two. And I, you just... I think they are, after watching this, I think they really are some of the best content the MCU's put out. I think it's some of the best mm-hmm. films and the best... 100%. The best story. I mean, they, they're self-contained as well. Like you can watch those two. I know some people who have only seen those two movies and they don't need to see anything else. They're fine. They're sorted. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And Vin is great in them. Visuals are spectacular. The story is actually probably some of the like just the, the themes and story in those movies just some of the best um yeah like i said action set pieces i i i really can't get enough of guardians of the galaxy and i i, I guess like, you know i have a massive soft soft spot for marvel as it is so yeah it's it, it's no it's a no-brainer there would be at least one or two if in the top five if there was going to be ever interesting that you've got guardians of the galaxy volume two above one because that's not often a take you see um most people Put Guardians one above the second. I mean, I think both are fantastic, um, and Guardians was my number six. Um, mm-hmm. But I, and we we talked about this in our episode. Guardians two is one of those films that people just forget about. 
Yeah, it seems to be, and I, I, I would argue that it has, um, the best. I think it's the best. More, it's more refined but more epic at the same time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those ones where it's a kind of a perfect sequel, um, that tops the original because it just does everything the se- the original does, but does it turned up to t- turns up to eleven, and 100%. also manages to not lose itself in the process. I think that's one of the yeah. best. It's one of the best compliments I, I can give it is the fact that it is just a true sequel that does not lose itself at all. It's yeah. it's that good of a movie. Uh, I, I have just sort of ruined the the flow of this because I have just gone four and three. <laughs> that's like, okay. You've done your you've done your four, have you not? I've just yeah, completely forgotten. Yeah. So yeah, go and tell me your. So my number three is Saving Private Ryan, um, a film that before this podcast I hadn't seen, um, and a film that I loved when I watched it. But one thing I'd said, and I remember saying in that episode was because I watched it so late, and it was a film that so many people hold in such high regard and talk about all the time. It like. I feel I feel like it could never have lived up to those expectations. It did a really good job and it was fantastic, um, but it, at the same time, just like everything else um, that we've seen over the past however many months, it's grown on me. You know, it's it's one of those films like I get it. You know, I get why people hold Saving Private Ryan in such high regard. I get its significance on the war genre, and um, and Vin Diesel is the best one of the best parts of it we're going to talk about that i think a little bit later as well in in terms of his performances but the whole film is just so grounded and gritty and you know really trained that sort of genre of war film and it's just i think it's just brilliant yeah yeah no i agree do you want to also just throw out your number two because i think we have the same number two anyway same number two right so gonna go for a bit of a classic here the Iron Giant, which oh, yeah. again, again, hadn't seen it before the the podcast, but come on, how can you not love that movie? It just, it's just one of the best sort of animated films I've seen in in a really long time. Like, it balances the heart, the humor, the action. Vin is again terrific as the Iron Giant. Um, a very interesting role for him because it was so early in yeah. his career, and his early and I mean- career was so different yeah. in terms of every project he did yeah but, for yeah. sure it, it's the thing about the iron giant is i think people don't talk about it enough i think it really did yeah. get lost when it came out there's a lot of people a lot of people of a certain age that seem to just hold it in such a high regard you speak to someone who was a, a child around the time that was on dvd or video they were like this is the best film ever and no one's it talking doesn't, about it doesn't jordy love it Jordy adores yeah. the Iron Giant. He really does. And he was trying to get me to watch it for years. And <laughs> watching it for the second time for this podcast, I did finally cave in in 2020 um, yeah. around the beginning of the pandemic. I watched the Iron Giant for the first time and I loved it. And then going back for this, I watched uh, watched the Iron Giant again and it really cemented itself as one of my favourite animated movies. I mean, it's Brad Bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a class animated direct animation director. You know, you've got the Incredibles, Ratatouille, stuff like that. He's he's the man. You know what I mean? He's... And you you can see where it started. I mean, oh this yeah. Is, you know, like there's no wonder because it all started with this, and and you know it, it shows. He's got that sort of knack for that world building and that storytelling. Yeah, and you 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 talk about you just you just know really. It's it just really. I don't know. I can't. I don't have the words. I guess I don't have the vocabulary anymore of just yeah, trying yeah. to describe how how good the iron giant is as an animated movie and how yeah. how high how high of a regard we should hold the iron giant and i think i, I think mean, it's when one I'm older, of those... i'll definitely be showing my kids the iron giant for sure oh, like 100 100 i think it's one of those films that's just going to get better the more you watch it as well 
Um, yeah. and, and that was your number two pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Number two. Um, do you want to know my number one, or do you want to? Yes. Go, you want to go first? No, you can. Know? Let's go for it. Let's go. Well, for I kind of kept quiet during your Saving Private Ryan thing because I have Saving Private Ryan as my number one movie. I was understandably. Thinking, it it's I I was thinking well it took a lot of thought because I, I had a lot in this top five. I, I mean, I just didn't know where I wanted to what I wanted to kind of do. But I felt Saving Private Ryan is probably my favorite. Not proper movie, I guess. That's a really weird way to say it. But it's my favorite. <laughs> It's just my favorite film in his in his filmography. I think when you look at everything he does, I think there's a just the class of this movie is a is a different kind of class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 one of the best war movies of all time for sure. Yeah. It's one of Spielberg's best movies, I think, hands down. The D Day sequence does not get it's does not amazing. close to it, one of the best. I would I would pay good money to see this in a cinema. I'm gutted I've never oh, been to see this in a cinema. Um. So yeah, I I just it, it, one of the, the most visceral. And just over, like not over the top, but just most breathtaking movies, I guess you will ever watch in your entire life. Star-studded cast, all doing great, great work. Tom Hanks, excellent. Yeah. Vin Diesel, excellent. And we will obviously be talking about that later on. But oh my, what what a guy! And just what a movie. Yeah, number one, hands down, easily number one. What about you? What's I mean, your, it's a, what's it's your a fantastic one? movie. So my number one, you've already talked about it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I mean. I was saying it's. Yeah, I was saying to you, it's interesting that you have Guardians two above Guardians one because you don't see it, but I also have it uh, above mm-hmm. the first one. It's, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what to say about it that you haven't said already. Like everything about that first film, it takes and then elevates it. It's funnier, it's way more emotional, and the character stuff is better. Like just every choice in that is just absolutely brilliant. Um, one of the sort of best antagonists in a villain in a, in a Marvel movie as well with um, Ego the Living Planet. Um, just, yeah, it's a, I think it's one of the best Marvel movies. Um, and I'm very excited to see what James Gunn does with the third one now that he's finally back sure. for it. And it's just so much fun. Do you know what I mean? It's, it it, is, doesn't, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but always doesn't stray too far from being serious. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a great balance. Yeah. It, it gives you so everything good. you want. Like, it, 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 what everyone loved about that first one, it sort of takes that and does more. I think that's probably why people forget about it because, you know, I, I've seen people call it messy and I get it's struggling a lot of tones and it's, you know, where Guardians was sort of dipping its toe into humour and emotion and sort of getting all of those right. This is like really going for it. You know, this is like really going for the belly laughs. It's going for the tears. And so it's sort of juggling this wealth of emotions, but I think it, it does it brilliantly what we're going to talk about next, which is Vin Diesel's performances, um, which is, again, you you sort of said it there nicely. And, you know, we sort of made a meme about it in terms of how we were ranking our films before, but people think of Vin Diesel as just Dominic Toretto or as just this tough guy and this tough... And I think nowadays, you know, something can be said about his his choices and sort of all reflecting that. Um, But he has had some... You know, we've seen 27 of his films... He has had some very interesting performances in his career. Uh, I've just run down my top 10 to 6 because, I mean, again, it's really, I think you'll see a lot of the same films we've talked about, yeah. I guess. But, um, I mean, num- my number 10, The Pacifier, and I think it's also mm-hmm. your number 10 as well. I mean, I yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, um, Has to be. I mean, it's... I, it's such a different role for him. I get, I yeah. get that he's playing a sort of 
same kind of family man by the end of it sort of situation but he's an army man super soldier sort of situation but comedy you don't see him do a lot of comedy and i mean no i don't. guess he tried his hand again in triple x to triple x free i get with like this weird charismatic freaking well, i can't remember <laughs> the name of the guy in triple x anymore but yeah no you just don't see a lot of vin diesel comedies and i think the pacifier i it's just a great bit of diversity in his um thing number nine fury is seven um emotional as hell and you can tell he really put his heart and soul into that movie and yeah. it really shows it just from start to finish it Give it teary eye at the end. Um, 100%. Pitch Black. Pitch Black, number eight, I think, kind of shows Vin's sort of... I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but I just think another another diverse one that we don't... Just another diverse movie there. And it's yeah. just... I just want to... I'm making 10 to 6 more of a showcase, I guess. Showcase piece of the best of Vin Diesel before we go in-depth into his best performances, number five. Number seven, Fast 9. I think that blew me away. Um, yeah, just in terms I agree. Of just... You know what I mean? There was a lot going on between Dom and his brother and the flashback sequences. I think, I guess, I know they weren't him, but they really helped elevate his performance in the in, oh, in the present day, if that makes yeah. sense. It, one of those ones where, yeah, Vin Diesel and F9, great stuff. Um, number six, Find Me Guilty. Just wanted to get that in there, uh, at least on my list. Yeah, after, uh, he yeah. Good one. carries that film on his back. Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He carries that yeah. TV movie on his on his back and <laughs> does a great job. Uh, so yeah, like, let me know yours. What was what's what are you doing with um? Your yes. Yeah, so very similar to you. Number ten is the pacifier. Um, I just needed an excuse to talk about it because it <laughs> is one of the better you know action star goes into daycare comedy. Um, he does comedy really well. We were talking about this before. We want to see him do more comedy because he's got the great comedic timing here um and that's, that's why i love this performance so much uh, number nine f9 now this did beat out furious seven just because i was thinking in terms of which one do i think he does more in yep. and i have to say i think he showcases more in f9 than he does in furious seven um eight the iron giant um a voice performance um but i was thinking in terms of like iron giant and groot you know, Groot's a great performance, um, but I feel like Vin showcases more um, with the Iron Giant, and, he's, and I think he's perfectly cast there, and I can't imagine that film with any other actor. Um, number seven, Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk, a uh, long halftime walk. He's not in it loads, but I think he's one of the best parts of the film. It's a very, it's a bit of a different, it's a film, it's a role that plays into his strengths, but also feels a little bit different from some of his other roles. Um, and number six is Triple X, which is obviously the first one. I don't know what happened um, to, to Xander Cajun in the third one, but he's just got a cool persona to him in, in that first one. And I think he really does a lot with that character and makes that film so iconic. For sure, for sure. I I mean, that, I think that's what, number 12, 11 on my list, but I yeah. can... I can respect that. You know, he is he's really good. Um for iconic Just role. an iconic character, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um I'm just looking to my number five. Uh, I mean it. you mentioned it I know and he's not in it a lot, but Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, I think he really is a stand up for me. Yeah. Uh watching again in the context of this podcast where I was really looking for Vin again. I mean it's one of those ones where I've seen Vin Billy Lynn a couple of times before, but I wasn't really paying attention to Vin Diesel. If that makes sense. Yeah. It was more yeah. of just a case of just watching the know, film, yeah. Just watching the film. Um, but watching him, he really does do a lot. I think he is... It's, oh, 100%. It's a, 
Saving Private Ryan-esque role again for him. And he just plays a soldier really well, you know? He's just one of those ones who plays a soldier really well. Yeah, he does, he does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as the sort of emotional backbone of that movie and the, and the reasons, the, the, the sort of reasons for Billy Lynn being Billy Lynn, I guess, is yeah, he's very good in that situation. Um, what about your number four? What's your number four? Number four, um, your number five, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, my number, number five... I mean, firstly, I, I agree with all of that. I think he is. It's. I think maybe that's a sort of good thing you said there. It's because of you know because of this podcast, you really focused in on that. I feel like because mm. of this podcast, we were sort of looking at Vin very specifically in all of these films, and I feel like it really does go to show that he can make a bad film watchable. Because yeah. um, even sort of the worst films, it was it was the same. And I think in, I didn't love Billy Lynn, but I feel like you know Vin did so much with that character. Um, and that's the same to be said with my number five, which is Pitch Black, which, again, I really enjoyed Pitch Black. I think it's a very different film, and I have a lot of respect for it now, having seen the sort of sequels and seen some of the other films that in Vin's career. Um, it's just such a fascinating character. And I think Vin does so well with that sort of role. Like, he's, you know, we talk about sort of the anti, you know, the tough guy with a heart of gold that we see Vin play off him. Riddick's not really like that. I mean, he is to an extent, but not in Pitch Black, I don't think. You know, you see tiny shreds of humanity in it, but what I love about this character is that he is just, just doesn't care. He's bad. Um, I think, what was it? Like Vance, Vin, Vince B. Riddick or something his name is? Or Vance? It's just got a weird... He's just got a strange name. He's just got a strange name as well in this. Um, but oh, yeah, no, I think Riddick. Riddick. Yeah. His full, oh, his full name, isn't it? Like oh, Vance... His full name. B- I'm, I'm going to have to Google it because... <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a strange one. <laughs> it's, no, Richard B. Riddick. That's what his name Richard is. Richard B. Riddick, yeah. He doesn't look like yeah. a Richard. No. Um, <laughs> that's the one thing I'll say is a bit unbelievable about the character. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Riddick. That's the only, problem. <laughs> only thing. I don't believe in that, that movie at yeah. all, actually. It's just the fact that I mean, he's a Richard. Exactly. But I think Vin just really, you know, brings something else to that character. Um, and, I, and I love watching him in that movie. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. I agree. Number eight for me, obviously. Um, number four for me, Strays again. Ooh, by surprise, low strays. down. Low, low down. down. I low down. Low down. I know. Um, but yeah, no Strays really. He really got caught by surprise. I wasn't expecting a lot, especially from an indie, um, self-financed movie that Indies yeah. made. Um, opened a lot of doors from as well. As, yeah. Like we mentioned in the podcast, he was cast out of, um, after Spielberg saw this one and his short film, I believe, for um, yeah. he had the, the role of Private Capazio written especially for him in Saving Private Ryan. And yeah, no, he really does just showcase how good an actor he can be um, when he, um, not when he puts his mind to, I guess he does put his mind to every role, but you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where he's, when he really for is sure. given a great script. Uh, well, not a great script, but like uh, just a great, sort of puts his mind and effort in, I guess. I don't know how to yeah. word that without being mean, I guess. Just, <laughs> you know I mean? No, I get you. I get you, for sure. They talk about putting your sort of best foot forward first, and I think he does that here. Yeah, for sure. My number four is a little bit different from yours. Uh, sort of on the complete opposite end, in fact, it's Fast Five. Um, right. We talk about that being the best Fast and Furious film. I think it's his best Fast and Furious performance as well. Um, same reasons I like Nine in that he gets a, a real chance to showcase Dominic Toretto and a different side of Dominic Toretto, but I feel like this film does it the best. And I think you've got the family dynamic nailed here, and I think 
I think that this film is just elevated by Vin's sincerity here. Um, and just his, he does the action well, he does the heart well, and I think it's just a genuinely a very strong performance. Um, and, you know, say what you want about the Fast and Furious films, they aren't very serious, but I feel like Vin is always a good part of all of them. And the longest fight scene ever. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, the, that's the longest fight scene ever. <laughs> just flying through walls for the entire thing. Um, three we're on, isn't it? Yeah, number three. Um, the Iron Giant. Um, you mentioned it uh, previously in number eight. I think it deserves yeah. a lot more credit than that. I think um, he does so much in that role uh, while only saying so little. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> yeah, true. And you can see why they got him for Groot. I mean, there is a lot. It just You can say so much and saying nothing, nothing at all. He's, yeah. Like you said, uh, you've said basically what I was going to say, but I just feel it all a bit stronger, I guess. Yeah, of course. Uh, where you couldn't cast anyone else in that role at all. He is yeah, the Iron 100%. Giant. He is that, that character. He is... He makes it. It could be such a different film if someone else was doing it, and I'm glad Vin is in it because he does bring his A game to that movie. And underrated voice actor. I think we need more voice acting roles for Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean, I think Groot and the Iron Giant show he's got a real knack for it. I think yep. so. We need to. I feel like he is an Iron Giant quite literally. I feel like he's probably if you you know were to slice Vin's arm, you'd be to be Iron. <laughs> he is literally the Iron Giant. He's just, yeah, he is Iron Giant. <laughs> no, that's a, a very, very, I mean, all very true. Um, I agree with all of it. Um, my number three is Saving Private Ryan because you can't talk about Vin Diesel and his best performances and not talk about Saving Private Ryan. He's only in it for, like, the first third of the movie, but he's the best part of it. And, this, and, and look, look, this is the film where you've got Matt Damon and Tom Hanks and so many other great actors, and Vin Diesel in his second ever film is the best part of it, and yep. so much so that his legacy looms large over the other two hours. Like it's, you know, and 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 I I just think that is a testament to how good he is. The fact that Spielberg wrote this role specifically for him after seeing Strays, I think that tells you everything you need to know. Um, he's just really good at playing soldiers. He's got that sort of, that very cliched soldier persona to him. And I think that's what makes him so fantastic in this. And he really, in that hour, gets to do so much in terms of emotion and showing so much of his character, I think. And it's 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 just a great role, really. Yeah. Um, moving on to my number two. I mean, similar to The Iron Giant, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, probably Ooh. the reason... Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, I want to stick that higher. I think he does so much in that role, again, with so little. Yeah. And it, he uh, he is just Groot, I think. And that... Yeah. It just, you just... I don't know. He really does... It's just Guardians a, 1, yeah. Guardians 1, yeah. I mean, we are Groot at the end. I don't think he's as strong in Guardians 2. Yeah. Um, Because he is just baby Groot. He, he's got a lot of voice modification going on. There's basically no voice mod, I believe. With I don't Goku think so, yeah. Groot. Um, but Baby Groot he has obviously had to have his voice tweaked a little bit and um, there's a lot more emotion in Groot 1 I think and I think yeah. there's a lot more I mean we are the We Are Groot scene the We Are Groot scene is iconic you can't it's not just, cry yeah it's, I know <laughs> it's it's too lovely and I, yeah no I think it's probably one of the strongest performances overall he has four, four words in that movie 
Yeah. Really? Four words. Like, four words, that's it. You yeah. do so much and with it. You, yeah. They did it in every language. The film went out yeah. in. It's... it's yeah. Solid as hell. He is. He's so good in that movie. And I, yeah, no, number two for sure for me. Easy. I, yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't have it on my list, but I mean, it is just a fantastic performance. I think. Again, I would love to see a proper Vin Diesel animated film, like where he gets an- another one, like The Iron Giant. Give him like a Moana, you know, Disney come through. Just give him like a Moana, you know. What I'm saying. Let him. Let, let, he, he he likes singing. Let him sing. Give him the Moana. Moana sequel, but just recast Maui. Yeah, that's and I think The Rock <laughs> would love 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 Disney for that. I believe yeah. that would probably make him very happy to see Vin Diesel while people replace him. <laughs> My number two, you've talked about it already. It's Find Me Guilty. Now I have this so much higher um, because it's just so weird. It's so weird to think that Vin Diesel is in a Sydney Lumet film as this quirky comedic lawyer wearing a giant um well, convict. Suit that's... he's not he's, he's, he's right, a convict a convict that becomes his own lawyer yeah yeah he's his own lawyer uh wearing a suit that's too big for him with a head full of hair which is the reason we started this podcast yeah um, the... <laughs> it's such a different project for him though it's it's a courtroom drama and it's not the most interesting courtroom drama i think if you want to watch a, a Sydney Lamette film watched 12 Angry Men um, but it's just the weirdest it's so I want to say it's so unexpected in his filmography but it's not because he's no. done so many different films and in his early career he was doing these kinds of films um, I want to see more of it I mean he he's the reason that film works he's, he's what makes it watchable and um, it's a terrific performance. It's the kind of performance that makes me want to see him do more. Um, not that it's a serious or a dramatic role, but it makes me want to see him step out of his comfort zone a little bit and sort of do these more artistic indie dramas again because, you know, we, we talked about sort of Saving Private Ryan and, and Strays and things like that. Those are some of his best films and they're so different and that's why I love his performance in Find Me Guilty. The film's not the best, but I think he himself is is great in it. He does so much with what little he's given. For sure, for sure. No, I, 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 I that film really is crap overall. <laughs> yeah, um, a TV movie is what you said, which was very fitting, yeah, actually. Production and production design and cinematography of a TV movie, uh, but <laughs> yeah. with the performance of an actor in his A game, it's 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 a wee shame. I mean, I don't know what happened on the set of that film. It just no idea. <laughs> looked like it was put together with cardboard boxes. But there you go. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Mike, it's a different film, but good to see you there. Um, yeah, number my number one. You've mentioned it already. We're just doing a lot of this. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. You've basically Ooh. stole the words out of my mouth. I, I had, <laughs> I got them on top of both my lists, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's. It really did stick with you. I mean, he—you said his legacy sort of in the movie looms large. He is probably one of the biggest reasons that you sort of question this mission overall. I guess yeah. because of the loss of life that has happened to save one man, um, who, in the grand scheme of things, did he really matter? But I mean, you know, I mean, it's the Vin sequence. I guess in general, like he from beginning when you first see him to his death scene, is just. I think he just steals the show whenever he's on screen. He's really, really great. 
yeah. yeah, when when he goes up to save that little girl, and it's so heartbreaking. Sniped down. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's yeah, no, it stuck with you, and it, it stuck. It sticks with you. It stuck with me, and that's why it's number one. It just really did. It sticks with you for the entire thing, and I think. I, I, this really launched his career and I think he's got a lot to thank Steven Spielberg for um, I'd, I'd, I'd assume he'd say that yeah um, so yeah I, I, number one easy 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 number one I, for all the reasons I discussed in my initial talking of it and overall 100% as well, but we've added Vin Diesel is just incredible in this so yeah I remember messaging you being like Vin's dead like an hour in but then and I was so angry about it because he, he is that fantastic um, mm. so yeah um I'm sort of going to go, you say this is obviously the the thing that made him a star, and I agree with that, but sort of my number one is the film that started it all, which is Strays. Um, this was the first ever film that he, you know, first ever feature film he starred in. He also wrote it, produced it, directed it, um, and I think he really did just start strong. And it's, we've you know, we've talked about how it's one of those films we've come to appreciate so much. Um now over the last like three months but four or five months um but he's terrific in it um this is the film that started the tough guy with the heart of gold thing and you can see you can see why he now picks these characters um because it's it's i think that's vin diesel in a nutshell and he was writing strays from his own experience and strays is sort of, you know, early Dominic Toretto. It's early any version of his character, I think, really. Um, also, great sort of director as well. You know, a, a, definitely a first-time director, and you can you can feel that. It does feel like a first effort, but I would love to see him direct more, and I think he really... there's a, Again, there's a reason that Spielberg saw Strays and decided to cast him because of that, and I think it's because... He does so much with that character and with that script and really makes you believe the good guy shtick. Um, yeah. And, and I just, yeah, I have so much appreciation for this for this character and for this performance. I think he started out with his best performance. And I, I don't think, I don't know if it'll be, it'll be beaten. That's, yeah. No, that's great. Um, I, uh, yeah, I can't, we're ending on, Full circle. You've made it full circle. Congratulations. Yeah, really just we, sort of... we will. Our first, our first ever episode was uh, Strays and Saving Private Ryan, and that was both our number ones. Yeah. Strays and Saving Private Ryan. So We really could have just stopped there. You know, <laughs> yeah, to just, be fair, we didn't, we didn't need the rest do. of the, the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. It's done. Um, <laughs> any thoughts uh, to end us, end us with? Not really. I mean, it's been it's been fun. You know, it's been fun to sort of because it did start out as a meme, but it's been, you know, it's really sort of given me an insight into to Vin, and it's made me really, truly appreciate him as as an actor in a way I didn't before, and really recognize his talents. And I'm excited. I'm now excited to see his future and sort of, especially post Fast and Furious, and seeing what he'll do. Whether he'll go back to those smaller films and. Maybe he'll even direct again because, and and just hoping that maybe we'll get opportunities for him to really flex his his acting again. What about yourself? I would hope a Vin Diesel renaissance is on the way in a, in a way yeah. that we have like a fast ends. We have he has a wee break and then he comes back and knocks out the park with some dramas. He knocks out the park with some gets an directing. Oscar maybe. Yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't put it past him. If I wouldn't put it past him. 
He's got the talent, clearly. Exactly. That's that. That what does it. Um, I can't believe that's the end. Um, I know we've made it. But we did promise. We did promise. We would tell you who we were doing next. And I can f- confirm to you now that the next person we will be doing is Emma Stone, because it's it's it. Yeah. You know, we, we had to we had to take we had to take a little detour I think because we. We've done so much action movies. I wanted to really take, and she's had such a varied career as well. You 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 see Emma Stone's. We're looking at different filmographies and thinking, oh, do we want to do this person? Do we want to do this person? But Emma Stone really has a very varied filmography, that yeah. is very interesting. And a really good, a really good filmography. Quickly before we sort of wrap up, what film are you most excited to talk about in Emma Stone's career? Is there any I mean, like just just one that immediately jumps out? The obvious one's La La Land, but I mean, I'd love to see. Yeah. The, 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 I know of, but I'd love to see if there's something I've not seen before that jumps out and really surprises me as a as a movie. I, I you know, what I mean, it's one of those ones where it could be another Vin Diesel, and that's that's what I'm most excited about. It's the fact that there's so many of these films you've not seen before, and there's so many that could just jump out and really, really, really good, and you'd had no idea. One hundred percent. Yeah. What about you? What are you what are you looking at? What are you looking I at? mean, La La Land's my favourite film of all time, so I'm obviously okay. looking forward to talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, but like, I'm I'm really excited to yeah visit some of the the early ones that I haven't seen before, just because I know Emma Stone has always brought it from the very beginning. Considering her first film is super bad, so yeah. I think there will definitely be some surprises in there. Yeah. So please, for sure, get subscribed now um, well, on whatever service you're listening on, on the YouTube, on the Spotify, on the iTunes. Do uh, Please subscribe because that will be coming next month, I think we're, we're aiming for. We're going to start recording them very soon, but we will be releasing them around the end of August. I think that's what we were looking at. Yeah. The end of August time. Um, or you can fo- to get more updates, you can follow me on Twitter at CamsOG and Instagram as well. Uh, I do another podcast called for... Um, did that again that's the second time i've done that i did another i do have another podcast called four eyes and the giant where me and jordy Steele talk about nerdy topics and review the latest movies it's a it's a fun time and i think you should go and listen the link's in the description i also have a, a website called uh where you can find everything else i do over there Oasis, where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at oasis oasis almost forgot my own name there uh, yep. and Um and yeah as cameron says we probably we, you know we're aiming to launch in august but you know we'll we'll have a specific date probably closer to the time so yeah we'll see you then august sometime in august <laughs> emma stone let's get hyped 35 minute, minute movies <laughs>